0: Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's word to be empowered and challenged today. Good morning, church. Good morning. (laughs) Nice to see everyone here this morning. Uh, You know, I I told myself before I uh, got here this morning, because I know I could be a bit of a water bag, but I said, you know what, I'm not gonna let them get Soon as I pulled up this morning Chevelle was already crying in the parking lot, I said, oh Lord, have mercy. But uh, man, I tell you, I told Pastor John this maybe a year ago, that this church has been the best experience that I could have dreamed of. Um, Pastor John is a pastor who leads with humility. I don't sense a bit of pride in him, and he's a man that's truly dependent on prayer. I remember the first time talking to Pastor John, uh, he FaceTimed and he was doing some work in his garage for some reason. I guess it was a flood. And um, it was a quick conversation. I got off the phone. I was getting off the phone with him. I said, all right, good talking to you. Hey, brother, can I pray for you? I said, man. And so every every so often, almost every day we talk, it always ends with the brother. Let me pray for you before you go. And um, I love him and I love you. I love serving you. Um, people who have, who have really been a healing to, uh, to me and my family through uh, the processes of what we've all experienced culturally through COVID and through um, just racial tension in our country. Uh, being at a church who truly believes that we are a blended family uh, gathering together to worship King Jesus, I myself, my family have been able to, to even heal. And so I love you for that. And I would always see this church as uh, my home church. So thank you, New City. Today's message is titled, uh, The Church is Free. Or the church is set free. And uh, last week, I believe we all have uh, had the chance to celebrate Juneteenth, uh, Freedom of the Last Slaves. Uh, this week would have a chance to uh, celebrate Independence Day, um, where our country uh, became free, okay? And so today, I want to talk to you about the freedom that Jesus provides and Jesus gives. Now, there's some thinkers or some great key thinkers throughout human history who have come up with these ideas regarding the freedom of human beings. One of them said... Uh, He was imagining God talking to Adam. He said, uh, from God, you who are confined by no limits, Adam, shall determine for yourself your own nature. You shall fashion yourself in whatever form you prefer. Another uh, writer wrote, a man can do all things if he will. Karl Marx said, Man is free only if he owes his existence to himself. Another writer, man's destiny is to be a self-made soul. And so these are thoughts that sort of shaped um, our society. And, uh, and, and I want us to really consider uh, what freedom really means biblically. So, why don't we go ahead and open up the scriptures to John 8, verses 30 through 36. We read Jesus saying, or we read Jesus as he was saying these words, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham, they answered him, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus responded, truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever. But a son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you really will be free. Pray with me. Father in heaven, God, as we have gathered together, we look to hear a word from you. God, would you now bless the speaking of your word and the teaching of your word. Bless the hearing of your word and bless the doing of your word. The mighty son. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you ever pay attention to a sporting event, there's something that happens. Something that's probably just as exciting as the game that's about to be played. It's the national anthem. And there is a specific time in the song where folks go to cheer it. And I want to sing this thing, but I need y'all help this morning, okay? And y'all know what part I'm talking about. Here it goes. Or the land of the free. Come on now. And the home of the brave. But it's that, it's that long, extended high note, the land of the free, that we all cheer for and we're all excited about. But both that high note and our culture we highlight as freedom, as the, as the main theme of our society, as the thing that we value the most. Our world is infatuated with freedom. We, we love this idea of freedom. It's because we we know that we are in some ways bound. We have limitations. We can't always do what we, what we would like. We want freedom in our scheduling. Man, I just need to get me some time to myself and my schedule. We want freedom from annoying people, maybe at work. You know, and, and when things get tough, sometimes black folks want freedom from white folks. White folks want freedom from black folks. Amen, somebody. Everyone has freedom their eyes on a certain type of freedom. But what is the freedom that we need the most? And how are we to take hold of that freedom? Some of those things are understandable, but Jesus wants us to have a greater freedom. The freedom we need the most, we find in Jesus. Jesus Came to set us free from the price of sin and from the power of sin. The first thing that I want us to see from the text is Jesus has set us free from the price of sin. Verse 30, it says, As he was saying these things, many believed. Now, who are these people who believed? The text suggests that these are people who. uh, 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 on the surface level believe Jesus. They are uh, superficial believers. We believe him for certain things, but not other things. Jesus eventually says, you know, you may think you're the children of God, but actually you're children of the devil. Eventually he will say that to people who right here, it says, they were the ones who believe. So we know that it's a superficial belief. Sin has enslaved them, and they follow their desires more than they are willing to follow Christ. They believe that, that, that sin is what's, what's best for them. They believe the lies that Satan tells them about sin. And so Jesus says that what you need to hear is the truth. Right there in verse 32, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The truth is the good news that God came into the world with sinless and perfect blood and his sinless, perfect blood was spilt on the behalf of guilty sinners. And knowing that truth about the incarnation and the death that Jesus died on our behalf, it set us free when we believe it. To accept the truth, we have to continue holding on to to Jesus' teaching. We must value his word over our sin. We must repent and turn from sin and turn to Jesus. Jesus knows that people are in bondage to, to what they believe. That's why he said, if you are my disciples, you will hold on to the truth. You will continue in the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth sets us free from the price of sin. Some of us are, uh, need to be spiritually set free. And so the truth is, when we sin, we, we sort of get something out of it, don't we? Hmm? Carnally, it makes us happy. We, 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 we feel good. Jesus knows that we find some, some sense of joy in sin, but sin is fading. And so it's a fading joy. Spiritually, we are experiencing the joy of disobedience. And it's fading away. It's fading because God would not allow sin to stay here on earth. It's fading because it doesn't satisfy, but it's also fading because God will put an end to all sin. Not only is the joy of sin fading, like a shirt that you just bought, and you throw it in the laundry, and now all of a sudden it's fading. After one time of wearing it, not only is sin fading, but it is also expensive. Oh, it's expensive. It's high-priced. It is more than a Tesla. Higher than today's gas prices. Sin is expensive. Romans 6.23, Paul says, for the wages or the price tag of sin is death. How expensive is that? God cannot be one with rape or a rapist. He can't be one with a murderer or or, or, or someone who murders folks. He can't be one with the thief. And so he, he, he must separate himself from union with sin in order to bring justice. How can God be a good God if he doesn't bring justice to sin and to an evil? So to remain good and just, that's exactly what he does. God is saying that even the lesser sins that we think we need, the lesser sins that we are in love with because we think it's bringing us some sense of of happiness or joy. God says it belongs in the same category as rape, murder, and theft. It's still sin, no matter how much we attempt to dilute it. And since it is sin, it is deserving of punishment, wrath, justice, eternal, physical, and spiritual separation from God, which is death. Oh, but there's... Good news in the second half of that verse. Paul says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It is the free gift of God. God sees our need to be set free from sin and the punishment for sin. And he gives us what we don't deserve. He doesn't just give us a second chance. He gives us a whole new life deserving of God's justice, but given God's grace. This is the good news that 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 is truth and the truth sets us free when we when we know it, when we continue in it, when we hold on to it. But with this new life that Jesus provides for us, the question becomes, who will you serve? Who will you serve? Paul places the choice before us, and he says that our choices have uh, significant ramifications. We, we should look at the, at the long effects of the choices that we make. We just need to focus on the, on the consequences of our decisions in order to really make the right decision, to choose God who gives us eternal life rather than to choose sin. But Jesus is saying, you must see something this morning. If you're talking about bondage, if we're talking about uh, needing to be set free, it is our sin that places limitations on our ability to love God. We have allowed sin to define for us what freedom means. Freedom does not mean we get to do what we want to do. Freedom means... That we now have the ability to do what we ought to do. To do what we know is right. You see, we know sometimes the right way to go, but we do the wrong things. Why? We'll see next. Here in the passage, Jesus wants us to know that we sin because we're enslaved to sin. What do you believe about freedom? What do you believe that you need Freedom from the most this morning. What are you currently believing? Do you believe that you're a product of your past? That no matter what you do, you cannot be someone who you've never been? Do you believe that you're stuck in your habits? Do you believe that you will always lean towards drunkenness? That you would always need uh, sex out of marriage? that you will always need uh, certain things in this world? Are you currently believing the voice that you hear even when you're laying down at night that tells you you're condemned? You will never be any good. God doesn't love you. Do you believe the voice that you hear as you're going down the road? Or do you believe Jesus when he says, you can be free? You are forgiven. Believe Jesus has set you free from the price of sin. Believe that you are not condemned and walk in the freedom that Jesus gives. The word of God says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, you might be saved. Huh? You probably going to be saved. Huh? Huh? No, it says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Amen, somebody. Now, maybe you are hearing that and you say, well, I got that down. Okay, I'm good in that area. I understand that. God has paid the price for my sin. I am forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven. But there's something else. I feel weak. I feel like I... I, I still need sin. I feel like without it, I won't be able to find my happiness. Well, I have more good news for you. When Jesus sets us free from the price of sin, he changes our identity from slaves to sons, from chained to children of the most high God. And as children of the most high God, Not only are we set free from the price of sin, but we're set free from the power of sin. Jesus sets us free from the cost and the control. Jesus has set us free from the power of sin. He set us free from the power of sin. And and, and we must keep in mind who he's talking to here. He's talking to those who, who, who superficially believe. In verse 33, they responded to Jesus and they said, wait a minute now. We are the descendants of Abraham and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Some of us can't be set free spiritually because we are uh, mentally enslaved. We're deceived. We believe the lies that we have been told by society by sin, by Satan. Maybe you believe, oh, because of my grandmother's prayers, because of my ancestors' faith, I'm good with God. But here Jesus says, can I tell you the honest truth? You're not experiencing true freedom. The freedom that you need the most Jesus wants them to know that they they, they need to be set free from from sin. In verse 34, Jesus responded, Truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. Hard teaching, y'all. But it's the truth. And if we want to be set free, we must open up our lives to the truth that comes from the word of God. Amen? Amen. How do I know? The question becomes, how, how do I know if I'm a slave of sin? If you believe that you are addicted to it. If you believe that you can't live without it. Addiction is the devotion of a person to something. Whether sin or uh, in general or food or, 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 or sex or wealth. Addiction is the devotion to something so far as to become dependent upon it. The truth is, you will never let go of something you believe you need. Jesus wants us to know that when we sin, we become uh, convinced that we need it. We become uh, controlled by it. We, we, we believe we can't live without it. We can hear it calling us. And we, we feel the need to respond. And to submit to the call of sin. There was uh, some drug traffickers. Who were uh, caught. And you know the thing about them is. is if, if we're going to be free. We, we have to be real. If we're going to really embrace God's freedom. We must be real. These drug traffickers. They were uh, going down the road. They was pulled over. In Florida by the way by the Florida State uh, Patrol troopers. And these troopers might have never had an easier job than that day. As they searched the car for illegal drugs, they found a bag that said, bag full of drugs. Hmm? Bag right here, full of drugs. And, 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 and I, you know, that, that had to be easy for the cops to find. They were were just that honest. Here's the bag full of drugs. They called it a bag full of drugs. If we desire to walk in true freedom, it's best if we just call it what it is. No, it's not a Christmas gift with little uh, snowballs made out of cotton. No, it's a bag full of drugs. If we want to be free, the best thing that we can do is call sin, sin. God hasn't given us, He hasn't given us an answer for some undefined situation that we've created, some gray area, some, some, some issue that's between uh, wrong and right. It's, it's nothing, it's this undefined situation. He hasn't given us an answer for that. If you're looking for freedom, you must call sin, sin. He has given us an answer for sin. And the answer for sin is Jesus nailed on the cross. His blood being poured out. His death paid the price for our sin. And his resurrection guarantees that we can have control over ourselves and be set free from the power of sin. He's given us an answer for sin we can be free we must be real and call it what it is one of the most powerful things i think in the whole bible is found right here and jesus says these words in verse 36 he says so if the son sets you free you really will be free other translations say who the son sets free is free indeed. That means indisputable. Ain't no argument here. You are free. If the sun sets you free. But 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 we, we must realize what are we believing? Are you believing that you can't overcome? Jesus says that you are more than a conqueror. Are you believing that you're slave to your habits and who you used to be? Jesus says you are free. With your freedom, you must answer the question, who will I serve? Who will I serve? Will I take my soul, my mind, my heart and offer it to sin? Or will I take it and offer it to God, to Jesus? Who are you going to serve? We must make up our our minds and serve Jesus. Paul says in another area, in the same passage in Romans 6, he, he says, basically, you already spent enough time doing this sin stuff. You've already been a slave to sin. Jesus sets us free to be slaves to righteousness to do what righteousness tells us to do, to live how we ought to live. True freedom. If you want true freedom this morning, and you know that you haven't been experiencing it to the fullness that Jesus promises, we wanna pray about it this morning. All we're gonna do is just pray that we would receive the fullness of freedom God promises us. What is then to you? Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcasts. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.